So, uh, for eight and a half years, up to the point Irma came, we were working through the Bible a chapter at a time, faithfully on Wednesday night. We got all the way through all the New Testament. We got through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. We were in the fourth chapter of Numbers, and then the storm came. So, uh, then we didn't meet for a while, and then uh, I put a comma there. Uh, and I was doing a Bible Institute, so that's the other thing. If you don't know, we have a Bible Institute here where you can earn an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. It's all free, and you can do most of it online, but we do some stuff on campus, and I was doing that on Sunday nights. And uh, I thought what we would do is merge the meetings for a little while because I wanted to step back out of our chapter-by-chapter uh, chapter study and sort of come back about how to study the Bible again and then maybe do a little overview, and then we'll plunge back in at the end of that, and we'll keep going on, because I had a 20-year plan for getting us through the Bible, and uh, I haven't forgotten about it, but we just we do something different and uh, take a break from Sunday nights for a little while, so we're doing it here. If you're interested in the Bible Institute, you can go online anytime and register. There's 104 courses you can take. They're all free, and uh, if you finish 40, you can get a bachelor's degree. If you finish 20, you get an associate's degree. We have 566 students. Cutting in and out. It never does that. That's very strange. The batteries are brand new. Yeah, I just put them in. See, isn't that a full battery? No? Maybe it's time for another one. Wait, let me check. Yeah. Let me check this. Hang on. I could have, but then it was kind of funny, I thought. Okay. Countryman mics are not supposed to cut out when you're talking about uh, So I was in there. So, yeah, so uh, if you're interested in Bible Institute, you can get ready. And we, have, uh, we have about 30 people that have graduated with associates or bachelor's degrees. It's good. So keep uh, pressing in all over the world. It kind of fascinates me where we get students from now. I'm amazed by they're literally coming from every corner of the globe. Um, they find us on the Internet. And free is a draw, I guess. We figured that out with a lot of things. People like free. I should probably call it $1 Bible Institute and start sending them all a dollar. We get any more. <laughs> um, <laughs> One dollar every time you finish your course. So anyway, so uh, I wanted to talk about Bible study. So we're working through a course together called Creative Bible Study Methods. This is one of the people we do courses with called Harvest Time. And I'm sort of condensing their material because they do this over 20-some lessons, and we'll do it in six or seven. Uh, but um, the importance of studying the Bible for believers. And it, it worked very well with the series I was doing on the weekends because one of the things I want you to develop in your life are spiritual habits, we've called them, and how important that is as a foundation, and spending time in the Bible and reading the Bible is one of those. And a lot of times we just haven't taken it sort of deeper. And um, without, you know, picking on people, there's still a lot of believers that haven't read the Bible yet, and you really need to. You're, I mean, you, you need to, something you should be reading all the time, uh, and, and so you kind of got to, you know, buckle in and get it done the first time, and then it gets easier after that, but you, you need to read through it. And, I, you know, the, the reason that believers don't read through the Bible is, be, and they, they might not catch this, but there's a direct 
attack against you from reading it. So you might be able to sit down and read a book that size all over the place in all sorts of times, but the Bible is daunting only because the enemy doesn't want you to read it. And so you have to push that aside and you have to dig in and read it. And it's fascinating. And, and, and as you read it, if you start to break it down beyond the reading of it, you find out again how even more fascinating it is because, you know, it's God's book. And God's pretty fascinating. And he made his book really interesting. Some of you, oh, it's boring. It's so not boring. It has got everything that you could possibly want to read about is happening in the Bible. And there's all sorts of intrigue and there's drama and there's all sorts of life situations that happen and all sorts of things that you would never guess would be in the Bible are taking place. Uh, and, and people just don't know because they've never read it. And there's, I'm, I'm serious, there's no other book like it. That's why it has been and will continue to be the best-selling book of all time. Nothing will ever get close. Um, and, and you can read it over and over and over again because we have the Holy Spirit as believers and He's illuminating the Word to us and it comes alive to us and it keeps speaking to us in all sorts of ways. So as someone now who's been a believer for 30-odd years, I've read it and I read it constantly. And I'm always finding something new and learning something more and pressing on in the Word. But you have to take it in. So you know, my prayer is that for some of you, it would just cause you to take it a little deeper and that there are actual ways to study it. And so that's what we've been talking about. We've been breaking it down and looking at it. And I've, I've talked to you about, you know, doing uh, a book study and talked about doing a chapter study and talked about doing a paragraph study. We talked about doing a verse study. We talked about doing a word study. And you're like, well, how many studies are there? Well, I got some more. That you'll find, I think, really interesting. Because what you want to do is find a method that you like so that you'll do it. You know, you know the whole thing is in, in developing spiritual habits in your life is finding ones that you, you like to do. And God wants you to like the ones that you do. If you're doing a bunch of them that you don't like, you won't do them very well and they won't stick with you. And so you, you need to develop these spiritual habits in things that, that you almost can't wait to do. Uh, and and when if it ceases to become that, you need to ask and, and start looking for different ways to do it. So different types of study are important. And, and you'll find yourself, if you know different ways of study, just kind of picking up and doing different things. Um, and this course will give us, you know, gives you the foundation for those things. Most of this course was done before the uh, the amazing amount of information now we have on the internet, and and how that can just help is amazing to us. It can also be a distraction because if you sit down to study the Word and you're using the Bible and you decide to check your Facebook first, <laughs> you probably won't study your Bible. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with Facebook, but you know what I mean. So you have to be careful with it. But just the amount of stuff. You know, so for, for generations before us, to in order to get a depth of study that, that took in the, you know, knowledge that the church has, you know, sort of gotten a hold of over the last 2,000 years, uh, would have required huge libraries and something that most people just didn't have access to. So now everybody has access to all that stuff if you want it. It's all there. It's all free for the most part. You can get just about anything that's any good. It's free online. And you can, you can study at whatever level. You kind of have to know what you're doing. So having said all that, let's talk about a few types of uh, Bible study today. And these were on the worksheets, and there was some stuff in there that you may want to get a hold of if you didn't grab a worksheet on the way in. So another type of Bible study that you can do is a topical Bible study. 
Uh, and, and so, you know, we've talked about all the really digging into all the different ways. You're going to read it a book at a time, which I think you should do. Read it, a, you know, a chapter at a time, which I think you should do. Read it a verse at a time, word at a time. You should be doing that. But sometimes there's some topics we, we may want to figure out uh, on the Bible and what that looks like. So to do a topical Bible study, and, and as I talk about this, you'll figure out why, you need to select a topic. So you could choose a general topic. For, for example, you might say, I'm going to study all the miracles in the Bible. Um, or, or, yeah. or you could get a little more specific. You could say, well, I want to look at all the miracles performed by Jesus um, or all the miracles that are recorded in a, one book in the Bible. Just, so maybe you're just very interested in miracles and you want to do a study and you haven't done it. So here's the way to go. So uh, if, as you're just starting these things, you probably should keep fairly narrow topics or else you'll get overwhelmed in the research. But uh, so pick a fairly, fairly narrow topic. I think, you know, what I included in you was uh, um, the miracles recorded in the book of Luke is in your example. So we'll get there. And uh, but pick a topic that, you know, pertains to a need in your own life. Um, Maybe, you know, this is always a good one. Maybe somebody's asked you a question and you didn't know how to answer it. That's a good topic for you. Oh, let me go find out. Do you know sometimes that happens? Uh, people will ask you questions and you don't have, I, I don't have the answers to everybody's question. And I'm sure you don't either. But I will say, if I, if I think I should, I will say, well, let me go and look. And then I'm going to study, find out. And that's a very good way to do a little topic study. And uh, so... Uh, so, so then you, what you want to do is you want to get a portion of Scripture. Now, I, I tell you this over and over and over again. Um, you, 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 want to, um, you, you want to make sure that you're reading things in, you know what word I'm about to use? Context. 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 That's why we've been doing that study through the entire Bible. Is context is that important to me? You have to be careful not to take things out of context. And when you're doing a topical study, you, you may go in and find some verses in there that fit to your study. But make sure when you grab a verse that you understand it in context. So by that I mean, so if there's one verse you want, you better grab that whole paragraph and make sure that that verse is still in context or you can't use it. A lot of people, believe it or not, have a thought or an idea or something that they want to think is right. And then they will find verses that make them sound right but in order to do that, they have to take it out of context. And that's the issue always. So context is huge when you're studying the Bible. So um, you want to gather some information then. And so you find all the verses that relate to that topic in the process. Um, some years ago, we would have done that with a concordance. But now most of you wouldn't even know what that looked like. Great big book with funny numbers in it with really small print. I couldn't even read that anymore if I had to. Uh, so, you know, back back... I feel so old, and I'm not that old. So back in the day, I want to say, we had a strong concordance. Strong concordance. How many of you ever had a strong concordance to study with? And, and it was a big, thick book with all these numbers of letters, of words in the Greek and the Hebrew, and you would, you would look for a word, and it would list for you all the places that word was used in, um, in Scripture. And so that's how you build... Well, now you can just do it on the computer, which is way easier so you, you can just do a little search for, you know, I want to know all the verses in this topic. Boop! So I would go with that. That's, why not? I mean, let's save time where you can do it. But still, you want to do it. So um, if you're studying the miracles of Jesus, you would probably, uh, you would look at the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you would look at each reference there to a miracle performed by Jesus. So if you were studying his miracles, those are the books that are written, you know, about his miracles, the, you know, the Gospels. 
So you'd find it there. Then you'd do a little summary of the information. So you'd probably have a long list of scriptures, and then you'd have to organize those so that they can be easily understood. And then you need to study the verses. We've talked about verse study. What are the main points being made by the verses? Are there other verses that make similar points? And then arrange them together and sort of chart that down. So, you know, I, you know, this is only fun if this stuff, you know, sort of grabs your interest. But hopefully there's something in it that grabs your interest. Find a topic or a study that, that you're interested in and study it. And I still, I told you the other day, I can't get away from my, I'm using the computer, but I'm writing things down on a legal yellow pad because I like it. And, uh, but however you do it is fine, okay? So just that, and you can do those things and look at them. And so I put a little example there for you to learn. Uh, remember, any kind of study that we do, no matter what it is, you always want to figure out how you can apply it to your life. So it's not just a, sort of a, you know, pie-in-the-sky kind of thing you're studying. How does it apply to you? What, what are the Because the Bible applies to your life. How does it apply to you? So the little example there, uh, miracles was the topic. In the book of Luke was a portion of Scripture. Gather the information. There's some verses. Summarize it all. In the book of Luke, 31 miracles are recorded. Jesus performs a bunch of them. The angel Gabriel did some. The Holy Spirit, God, the disciples. And then what kind of miracles are in there? Raising the dead, casting out demons, healing over the, uh, the miracles over the forces of nature, and so on. So you write those down, and you get a feel for what's going on, and you get those in there. So that's a topical study. So um, those can be very helpful. Remember the key with everything else, context. And don't, don't try and, you know, you, you need to know what the Bible says. Don't try and make the Bible say what you want it to say. So study it with an open enough mind that it's, you're listening to the Holy Spirit, and it's, you know, he's telling you what the Bible is saying. All right. A bio, uh, you could do a biographical study. Uh, biographical studies are very interesting because you, you need to learn about somebody's life. So a, bi a biography is a story of somebody's life. And um, it, it focuses on the lives of biblical personalities. And so by, by studying the lives of people in the Bible, you can learn from their experiences. One of the things I love about the Bible is that God kept the bad stuff in there. Doesn't that make it more real that he didn't go through with a final edit and take out everybody's mess? Because we would, if, see if it were me and I was reading the Bible and everybody was like, didn't mess up, I would think, well, I'm, I can't, I don't have a shot here because I'm, I'm honest, I'm constantly messing up. And so I love to read about guys that are called the heroes of the faith, men and women, and you read about their lives and they were like constantly messing up all the way through and you go, well, hallelujah. And you thank you, God, that you left him in the book because it's pretty important to know. So, so sometimes we need to study their lives because, uh, uh, you know, in the Bible it says all these things happen to them, the people in the Bible, uh, for our example, and they're written for our admonition. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 11. So the Bible, you know, the writer, uh, Paul even told us, look, go and study these folks because what's going on in their lives is applicable to your life. And that's why it's all in the book. And so the, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, all these stuff was left in there because there's benefit to it somehow uh, for us. And so you, you can read them and you look at their failures and you look at the things they did well and you can learn from that. Hopefully you can, we can learn from that whole process. So how do you do it? So select somebody to be studied. Um, somebody really, you know, sort of interests you. You can say, okay, I really want to do a study on this person. Um, maybe out of that, uh, you know, there's a great list of Bible characters in Hebrews chapter 11. 
And it talks about all the things that they did. So maybe you can start picking some of them and uh, start looking through them. Uh, or maybe you're, you're doing a book study right now, and the, the person is in there. You think, well, I really would like to know more about the, the sort of the main character in this book. I think uh, I want to do a study. Greatest biographical study of all would be on Jesus, because he's our model for life and ministry. And if you've never done that, you probably take time to do that. And I guarantee you, if you really study Jesus, he, he will be constantly doing things you don't expect him to do. That you would think, oh, well, that's not... Really, that's what he did? That's exactly what he did. It's right there in the book. Um, but study, folks. Be careful not to confuse names. Did you know there's over 30? There's 30 different Zacharias in the Bible, 20 different Nathans, 15 different Jonathans, 8 Judases, 7 Marys, 5 James, 5 John. So you got to know which one you're doing or else you're going to just start confusing people. People have a tendency to confuse folks like John all the time. Um, a lot of people get John the Apostle and John the Baptist confused. Did you know that? And the, and the reason there's confusion is because John the Apostle, as he starts writing the Gospel of John, talks about John the Baptist. And they think, well, John the Baptist is writing, but he's not. The Apostle John's writing it about John the Baptist. Don't get them confused. Completely different folks. But that stuff happens. So you, you, need, to, you need to, so you can do a study and find out. And then some of them have name changes. So, uh, you know, like Jacob is also known as Israel. Did you know that? had a name change. So uh, Israel and Jacob, same folk, same guy, but different. Uh, a- Abram was Abraham. So, uh, they, they, so it was Abram when he started and then became Abraham. He got a ha in there. Lots of different reasons why they think they got the ha in him, but I won't go into those right now. Uh, Saul has his name changed to Paul, the Apostle Paul. But then there's also a King Saul. It's a different guy. But Saul becomes the Apostle Paul. And so if you don't know that, you're reading about this guy named Saul in the book of Acts. And then all of a sudden you're reading about Paul and you go, what happened? And his name changes right after he has an encounter with a guy named Sergius Paulus. So there's weird things. And you're like, okay, well, why is it there? Well, it's a great study. So gather some information. Get, you know, who are you going to study? Again, concordance works great. Or boom, now you have the Bible. You can have a computer. Whoop. And find, okay, I want to find all the references about so-and-so in the Bible. Boom, they'll come. Um, normally, most of the references would be in one book, especially in the historical books. You'll find pretty much about them. But, you know, the New Testament characters are often spread out in different spots, depending on who they are and what was going on. And uh, fascinating studies in all of them. Some of the guys that keep getting written about um, that were hanging out with Paul, Luke is writing about them because he's writing a lot of that. And they're making these journeys and so when you're reading the letters that Paul writes, if you can go back and you can correlate them all into the book of Acts about when things were happening, that's fascinating. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about some of that this weekend uh, in, our, in our message because uh, Paul's writing something, but it's important when he's writing it that you know the background of why he's writing it, and he's writing to the Ephesians, but, but we know from Acts 19 what was going on in Ephesus, and all of a sudden the whole thing he writes makes sense. That's context. So it's there for us, but you have to read it. Um, Analyze the information. I left some questions in there that are really good for a biographical study. Things you should ask about a person. So you, their name and the meaning of the name. Did you know in a lot of those books, the meaning of the name is really important? Like go read the book of Ruth. Everybody in the book of Ruth's name has a special meaning that makes the story completely different. Like, like one means no bread and one means, you know, not very bright and all sorts of other things. And they marry people that have fascinating names. And then you can watch these things happening in the whole deal 
fascinating study, Book of Ruth, if you know everybody's name, changes. So, what's the name? What's it mean? Who are their relatives? Again, pretty fascinating, the Bible, how some people are related and what that looks like um, and why genealogies are fascinating, even though most people skip them. But all of a sudden, if you know some of the characters that are in Jesus' genealogy, you'd be amazed. I mean, some pretty wild people are in that group that brought us Jesus. Okay. Uh, where they were born, uh, if that, you know, if there was an importance to their birth, any unusual events surrounding their birth, where did they spend their childhood, you know, that early training they had, geographical setting, where, where are they when these things are happening, who are their friends, their associates, um, what personal relationships they have, what's their job, where they're calling, what position did they have, or office, how did they earn a living, their physical description, what they look like, the Bible tells us that, positive character traits, things that you would like to say, well, those are good, negative character traits, things you should stay away from, spiritual events, significant ones in their lives, when they first encountered God, what their conversion looked like, what their call to ministry was, um, greatest crisis or turning point in a person's life. You know, so like, for I, you know, I would tell you that for Paul, I would guess that it was on the Damascus Road when the Lord comes down and says, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting Saul, why are you persecuting me, persecuting me? And then he goes blind for a few days. That, that, that completely changed his life. You can see it as a turning point. So look for that. Uh, and then, you know, when did they pass on and how did that happen? What does that look like? Apply what you've learned. Uh, I like to jot that stuff down and ask myself practical questions. You know, what can I learn from the good stuff and the bad stuff? What's going on? Last one for today, a theological method. So the theological method focuses on the study of basic Bible doctrines. So there are basic doctrines in the Bible. Uh, and theology is the study of God, okay? Uh, theo uh, and uh, theosology, uh, the study of God. And that's the study of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, the, and there's other doctrines, um, and a doctrine would be a group of teachings um, about a certain subject. And so a theological study would look at some of the you know, better-known doctrines and do a study on those so that you can be better equipped to talk about those. Know that there's a lot of... Um, in the body of Christ, there can be quite a bit of issue that comes up over doctrine. Um, and so I always tell you, make sure you're, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit and that you don't let things become bigger than they should be and that, you know, in places where we disagree, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us with those things. Um, always remember, too, context, context, context when it comes to doctrine in particular because a lot of bad doctrine comes out of verses popping out of context. Uh, and so all of the studies that we've talked about so far will help you in a uh, theological study. And so you want to Pick a topic on that when you get to it. I listed some of the different sort of doctrines there, ideas, Christology, pneumatology. Christology would be the study of Jesus. Pneumatology would be the study of Pneuma as the Holy Spirit. Theology, Bibliology, Angelology. You can figure most of them out, all right? And then um, define it. So you want to look that up. What is that the study of so that you know it, so that you can hold them in there? Because there's funny words like soteriology and ecclesiology and eschatology and they mean something, but uh, you may want to take a look at those. Um, figure out which books you want to study from the Bible that are going to help you with that. 
uh, a lot of doctrinal studies will happen in the New Testament um, um, because they're, they're going to give us most of what's being taught for the church coming out of there, although the Old Testament is still very relevant and important in those things. Gather the information, make notes, summarize the information that you have. Um, you read those things. You know, we talked earlier about commentaries and stuff like that. Uh, so you can find out what other people have to say about it. And the, you know, the, the only problem with that is you, you don't want to get stuck in this one place. And because um, we have a, we have a, maybe you don't do this, but, I, but I, sometimes I would probably try and find people that agree with what I think. And then they kind of back me up, and I go, yeah, they say I'm right, and they're right, because they're right, and I'm right. And anybody ever have that situation? So sometimes you want to you read someone you don't always agree with just because they, the, they keep the fire burning. Okay, so, so I had somebody tell me one time, for every, every two books or so that you read that you really want to read, you should read one that sort of comes from the opposite end just to keep you, keep you honest. So not a bad thought. Uh, anyway, all right, so different types of studies that you can get hold of, and uh, we, we'll talk a little bit more about Creative Bible Study, but we're going to be done with it in the next couple of weeks, and then I, I think we'll probably do an overview from one of the places where we do some courses, and then we'll see where we go from there, but we'll work our way back towards studying it uh, chapter at a time here in the future, but that's good. If you're watching on the video, thanks for watching. Come and visit us. We'd love to see you soon. God bless you. Bye.